0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the CrossFit Casco Bay Podcast. Nick and I are back again, and today we are talking about gear. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, and you're probably listening, you're probably wearing your Nobles right now, but CrossFitters love their gear, whether it's shoes, you know, uh, Noble, Lululemon, their, their, their wrist wraps, their knee sleeves, everyone loves gear. So we kind of wanted to talk about what's necessary, what might not be, and just kind of the cover, you know, the whole gamut from head to toe. What should you be wearing? What you can probably skip And what everything kind of does for you So, Nick, how
1: you doing, man? Not too bad Figured we'd have a little bit more lighthearted day Have some fun and talk about how, you know we do like to buy our shit but uh we are step below power lifters power lifters seem to find a reason to buy every piece of equipment so they can try to lift five more pounds but yeah (laughs) uh, but but that's not that's not letting us off the hook i feel like some people just buy stuff that's not always necessary but we'll get into that here shortly
0: yeah i always joke about how like sometimes like it'll be a heavy day and you see
1: people come in they basically have everything but a football helmet on like like head to toe just uh just spandex everywhere Uh, I'm going to find every way to lift more weight other than just lift more so I get stronger. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy every piece of equipment that's going to get me to put on five more pounds, but I don't want to put in a little bit more work so I can lift five more pounds. But Yeah.
0: So I, I, think, I think that is fun, uh, but I think we also, too, I think uh, this is good for people that have been around for a while that might have a bunch of gear that might realize they don't need all of it, but also I think it's probably good for someone that's just starting and they're feeling overwhelmed because they're seeing their like, classmates with all kinds of stuff on, like, wait, do I need that? Like, am I supposed to have that? And also, there are some things on this list that we're going to cover that actually might be good. Uh, for example, like uh, wearing long socks on rope climb day is kind of like a like a very like important thing when you're learning rope climbs but we will talk about how proper technique can fix that so why don't we start from the bottom up and let's start with shoes because i think those are kind of like the beginning everyone uh when they start crossfit they come in with their new balance shoes on and after their foundations is over and then like the end of their first month they always got you know they got the shoes on so uh tell us the different kinds of shoes and um we'll just kind of start one by one and talk about what they're made
1: for this is like the only real piece of equipment that like I I advocate for to some capacity Um, because I'll make the argument for everything that we do in here is like if you do things correctly you don't need any piece of equipment Um, and that's just kind of how it is however you know you can layer into this to a certain degree on on every element we're going to talk about and argue how it can help in some capacities but I mean at the end of the day if you're doing this for fitness and, and you're just having fun you don't you don't need it. You don't need anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the, 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 the shoes comes down a little bit more to, you know, we're moving weight, um, not just our bodies, but we're moving weight frequently. And, uh, CrossFit has done a good job of creating a trainer. Um, and, and, you can find, um, that from every major brand, but something where the shoe is, has a flat support and usually a zero drop to it. And that just makes it so you feel more grounded when your feet are flat. Cause we're, CrossFit's one of the only sports where you find that you have to have your feet flat on the ground, and you need to feel equal distribution on the foot through almost every movement. You need to press equally between your heels and your toes. So if you have a flat shoe, that's going to make it easier. That's why when you see you know, your Nanos from Reebok, your Metcons from Nike, or you know, your, your Noble Shoes, they're all flat there's no there's no uh, like running running shoes are kind of like couches you know they, they pitch you forward the heels are up higher they're really cushiony to absorb your, absorb the the, the impact uh, but that pushes you forward on your toes and everybody that has, has spent any time lifting heavyweight squatting knows that if you're on your toes leaning forward and your shoes feel like they're kind of a balancing act while you're on them that's going to be very hard to squat heavier so Um, you see, that's kind of, that's kind of why you'll see an advocate or people advocating for, um, buying a CrossFit trainer. Um, the third option is, is, is when you want to dive a little bit deeper down the rabbit hole into a weightlifting shoe. Um, and this comes down to the place again of like, Hey, if we're CrossFitters, we should be able to, you know, do CrossFit and CrossFit style movements in our CrossFit shoes, you shouldn't need weightlifters just to be able to hit certain snatches or front squats. You know, if, you, if you're if you doing that, then you're lacking range of motion. Um, the weightlifting shoe should just be a tool to allow you to advance more within that specific sport. So anytime people people ask about weightlifting shoes, which have a higher arch or uh, sorry, a higher arch, a higher heel, it allows you to kind of overload your quad a little bit more, stay more vertical with your torso. Um, we're talking something there that's going to help you with the sport of weightlifting. If you're not doing anything other than heavy, strength based weightlifting movements, then I would say, hey, let's throw on a weightlifting shoe. But if we're in a MetCon that's heavy, like has a lot of you know weightlifting movements but other movements in it, I'd say you need to have the capacity to do that with your crossfit shoes on or just a regular shoe because then we're talking about range of motion issues. I don't know. Will you agree with that style or that? Yeah, that?
0: I, I 100% agree. I, I think it's like one of those things where. You should, ha- you should be able to do everything you need to do in one shoe. That's the first goal. Like, if you're starting CrossFit, get a shoe you can do anything with. You can run. You can climb a rope. You can do a snatch with. You can do, like, the whole, the whole thing. That's, I think, the number one thing. Um, and then the next thing I think would be if I were to get a second pair of shoes, I would get, like, a, a pair of shoes that is for, like, a cardio day where it's, like, jump rope and running or, like, running and wall balls. I would get, like, a softer shoe. Cause like running, the thing about uh, CrossFit trainers that you talked about is they're flat and they're also usually a lot less cushion because you want to feel the ground. Like you said, like I want a flat, like more like tough shoe. So that way I can, you know, when I'm lifting, I'm not all over the place. Like uh, trying to snatch with a running shoe is like trying to snatch on one of those, like, you know, uh, those, uh, balance boards. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, you're all over the place. So like, I would definitely start with the, uh, the, the, the CrossFit trainer. If you want another shoe, maybe, have another shoe that you run outside with for like days that we're doing running hybrid workouts and then I think the weightlifting shoe is more of like just for fun like Mm -hmm. if you love weightlifting and you just want to like have a shoe you throw on a Saturday when you're just doing your little weightlifting session then go for it but they usually are very expensive that's the last one I would get if you're gonna have Mm -hmm. like kind of those three shoes uh, and for anyone that's looking for their first CrossFit trainer i think a great place to start is definitely the reebok nano just because of the the barrier franchises entry is very low you can find very cheap nanos they 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 were on like nano like 27 or something it's crazy um so like you can find like the nano you know 8 or 9 or something for pretty cheap you can get into them pretty well um and then you obviously have the Nike and the and the Noble. I think are a little bit more expensive, but um, everyone kind of has their preference, so you can try them all. But I think to start out, the 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 Nano is good. Uh, which one do you usually go with? I'm sure people are, are
1: interested. I, I've I've used every single one. Um, yeah, I th- I think this is funny because it always is dependent. Like you'll you'll have the conversation about oh yeah the nails the best one and somebody will come mm-hmm. along and, and enter the conversation hell that someone sucks like the Metcons the best one or like Metcons yep. are too wide they don't fit my feet they're like well Nobles are better and it's like mm, you know, yep. everybody has their own opinion on it. Um, I've I I have every single every single one. Um, however, uh, I always find myself going back to my Nikes. Um, you know. There's a funny yeah. uh, um, uh, Josh Bridges quote from a background documentary of the CrossFit games where he's like where they had to like white yeah. out his, they had to white out his Nike shoes. And he was like, yeah, through this, he's like, was like, I just want to wear my Nikes and lift heavy shit. <laughs> <And Yeah. laughs> they, they were all getting mad at him because he wasn't wearing his Reebok at the Reebok CrossFit games. But um, yeah, I always find myself going to the Metcon just because I found it works the best for my foot. Um, I, there were yep. certain models of the nanos that I really liked, but it's funny how they, they change. They always seem to be changing the design and not just kind of improving it, which I I've bugged, yeah. bugged me about the nano. So there's certain models I've liked in the past and other ones I don't. So it's, like you said, they're on like number 20 something now. So I, I don't know how they yeah, are anymore. It's
0: insane. <laughs> um, yeah. I, my so. favorite, my favorite one was the four. So I like, mm-hmm. like you, I've had, I've had, I've never had a, a noble, but I have worn many nanos and many Metcons. I have, uh, I think the Nano Four was my favorite, and then ever since I haven't really liked them. They they don't fit my feet well. I've had every Metcon since the one, and mm-hmm. I've liked pretty much all of them. And I yeah. and I've always just kind of stuck with the Metcon. I they they I have a wider foot, so uh, the Metcon actually works really well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the kind of the one I've stuck with. So, yeah, if you're looking for a shoe. Um, definitely check out. The Nike Metcons are great. Um, but obviously, uh, I, I don't know about Portland recently, but I know in Augusta, there's definitely a little bit of a Noble cult starting to form. So, Noble kinda, <laughs> Noble, Noble does kind of feel a little culty sometimes when uh, people well, love their stuff. So
1: Yeah, well, the cool thing is that Noble's done is Noble came out of the CrossFit gym. Um, yeah, no, that, exactly. That's why I think it's like that little bit of loyalty of like, it's really cool that this is a CrossFit brand. It's not, and, <laughs> right. and you see it growing. So, now you'll see people that aren't in crossfit wearing noble gear and it kind of has a little bit more of a, a different allure to it like nikes you see everywhere everybody has nikes of right. some of some type of shoe same thing you know reebok obviously got saved by crossfit it, it was yeah, like so, sure you, if crossfit didn't come around they wouldn't have had probably a brand anymore um yeah. but uh yeah there's noble noble people you know you know you'll, they're noble people they probably yeah, have Lulu. Yeah. they probably they probably have their Lululemon on at the same time and they're crushing. True. it. True. Yeah. <laughs> Not. That. I, think I my. I wear my Lulus and wear my uh, Nobles at the same time because you can look very uh, professional in it, and it, exactly. it serves its purpose.
0: Yeah, and I think as that's, I, uh, as I, I'm like,
1: wearing my Noble T-shirt right now, I so. know, I know. <laughs> I mean so, I, right.
0: yeah. So you're outing yourself right now, but no, I I think that is a, a one of the overarching. Summaries of this is that uh, this is supposed to be fun. This is a lighthearted podcast. It's not very serious. Like, have fun. Like, if you if you want to be head to toe noble, do it. Like, that makes you feel good. That's all. That's you know, we're just having to have fun, trying to get fit. So, all we I think our covers.
1: While we are on the Noble topic, though, I will advocate that the best t-shirt is made by No oh, really? The, it is the most comfortable t-shirt you will ever wear. I'm not sure about how the girls feel about that, but I know that this t-shirt mm-hmm. that I have, um, I have like five of them now. And it's like the only thing I like to wear now while working out
0: i haven't i have yet to get anything from there so i'll have to try that out i'll try the t-shirt that'll be the first thing i get do all it. right so we're, we're we're done with shoes i think we're gonna get into more like safety equipment uh i think that's the next thing and we'll kind of go up the leg a little bit we're looking at uh, knee sleeves um this is a popular one it's probably one of the first things that people get other than i think maybe like wrist wraps but uh what is your opinion on knee sleeves and uh what do you where do you think they fall and
1: and the priority list of uh, purchases? Well, the first thing you need to know about buying knee sleeves is that they don't come in pairs. You have to buy them individually. <laughs> and I say this because I freaking bought it the first time and one came. I was like, why well, did I only get one knee sleeve? And I found out they come once. I was like, it costs 80 bucks for one freaking knee sleeve. <laughs> I was like, I thought 80 bucks would at least get me two. But anyway, that's going to be the first thing that comes into play when you realize that. Uh, uh, if you ever think about buying knee sleeves, um, I'm not a huge, like I, I, I've i been fortunate. My knees have always been great, um, but uh, I only use my knee sleeves for lunging. Um, so they, I don't even use yeah. them really for the purpose of what they're for, you know, to keep your knee, you know, compressed and, and warm and, and feeling yeah. good. I use them so that when I'm in a Metcon, I can drop my knee a little harder and not have to stress about smashing my knee off the ground. Um, yeah, so I don't fair. really, I don't bring them out much. Uh, But, you know, Hey, there's certain people that like that little extra compression and, and, and keeping it a little bit warmer helps if if it helps you. I don't see why not.
0: I've always been of the mind that knee sleeves are more mental than physical. There are mm-hmm. obviously physical effects that are happening and most of it is blood flow and keeping it warm. There is a little compression, but most people, if your knee sleeves, if you see people wearing <laughs> knee sleeves and they're, and they're always sliding off and they're constantly pulling them up, they're really doing absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Like they're, the only thing they're doing is, mm-hmm. is keeping your knee hot, mm-hmm. but I'm like if they shouldn't, you should have, if, you, if your knee sleeves are actually doing anything compression wise, they really shouldn't be moving that much. Mm-hmm. Um, um So it, it, most of the time I find that people like wearing knee sleeves in a CrossFit experience. I'm not talking about weightlifting, powerlifting that's a whole nother ball game, but in terms of CrossFit, it's more of just like, like you said, it's either functional in the sense that they're using them to help with their lunges or it's just, it just feels good. It just feels safe. It kind of compresses the knee. So as you go down, it gets tight. So it feels like your knee is safer. Um, but so like, if that's what you're getting it for, that's fine. Um, it's definitely not necessary and it's definitely shouldn't be used as a band-aid. Like if you're having problems, like I know we talked around a couple of podcasts ago that I had tendonitis, So I I bought knee sleeves thinking that would help. And technically it did quote unquote help my symptoms. It did not help the problem. I was having a problem of inflammation and keeping my knee warm was making me be able to train through it, which, which actually made my problem worse. Cause now I'm just training more where the problem was like, I actually need to stop squatting for a couple, like a week to get this inflammation down and then I can go back. So I definitely don't want to, and this is going to be a common trend, I think with the next few we talk about, mm-hmm. if you feel like you need it to squat, we have a bigger problem.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I agree. Yeah.
0: So I think if, if it's something that you just want, um, again, to just have kind of in like your toolbox of like, Hey, it's lunch day, throw them on. That's great. Um, That's fine. Um, But I definitely don't think it's something that you have to go out. And if you feel like you need one, that's something we should be talking about. Uh, I think similarly, elbow sleeves, I think that's less common in CrossFit, but I think it's just something we cover.
1: It's basically the same thing. If you feel like you need them, we need to talk about it. Fun fact about elbow sleeves, though, is that uh, the only other time that my knee sleeves get used is when uh, Greg walks up into my office to grab to grab my knee sleeves to use them for his elbows because his arms are so big. He needs knee sleeves (laughs) for his freaking elbows. Yeah, that's that's a fun fact. Anyway,
0: yeah,
1: (laughs) proceed, proceed to the next conversation. Yeah. Next so
0: I think we'll go up a little bit more. Uh, we're looking at belts. Um, mm-hmm. there's different kinds of belts, but I think in CrossFit, it's mostly the Velcro like uh, nylon soft belt. Um, what's your thought on belts?
1: This one I think is the only one with a little bit of nuance to it. Uh, there, there is definitely a place for belts and then there's the argument around why you don't need a belt. So if you do everything appropriately, uh, and learn how to brace your midline, you shouldn't need a belt. Uh, your core should af- essentially be able to support any loading that you, you, you are moving. However, as you start to increase weight, increase volume, the margin of error becomes, you know, becomes greater. So if we have a tool we can utilize in certain scenarios that can prevent our risk of injury or de- sorry, decrease our risk of injury, why wouldn't you put one on, you know? But that also, you have to kind of understand like what that, like when we put it on. If we're doing Fran and you have to put a belt on to, to do thrusters at 95, no, that's not what a belt's for. No. But if we're on one rep max day and you're about to, you know, hit a PR back squat, yeah. Throw one on this, you know, just make sure that everything's in the right spot. You're bracing correctly, but you also have to need, like, using a belt, you have to know how to use it. Um, it, there's, yeah, there's sure. actually, t- there's technique on how to use it. Um, you don't just strap it in really tight, cut off all circulation and ability to breathe and just hope that everything goes right. That's not how it works. Um, yeah. so that, that's kind of, again, there, there's a time and a place definitely for that. And this is a, this is a very functional piece of equipment. Um, and then there's people that you know will belt up to you know go get their water. So you, we don't want that. <laughs> yeah. <you know?
0: laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: And I think too, like what, like you talked about, um, I think it's something great to have to pull out for those like one uh, those rare situations where we are maxing out, and you can actually get a lot of benefit from it. But I think it stacks more when you haven't used it during your training. So like we're doing a linear progression, and you've been working on your squat. And you're getting ready to work up to a one rep max, and then you're at ninety percent. You've gone all the way up from zero, the barbell to ninety percent with no belt, and then you throw a belt on for like ninety-five and hundred percent. It's gonna feel so good, like it's gonna feel insane. But if you've done the whole progression with your belt on, like you're, you're first of all, you're you're stifling your own growth because your midline's not getting properly utilized, and you're not getting the benefit of like that that spike in like oh, I feel really good, and now this weight's gonna fly up. So it's definitely something that I think it's good to have, but I think training most of the time without it is definitely the way to go. Um, but I think, uh, I think it's like you said, I think it's why not throw it on for those heavy days. Um, and I definitely think stick with the nylon. I don't think, um, I don't think Crossfitters, um, unless you're like a hobbyist, like a uh, a powerlifting hobbyist, I don't think you really need to go like leather or like a lever belt. I think that's overkill for most Crossfitters.
1: I'll I'll make the argument against that. Um, Okay, sure. I'm a uh, if you're doing heavy powerlifting, like heavy squatting, heavy deadlifting. There's really, I feel like I would make the argument that there'd be no point in having a velcro belt on, like like like, this because it's it's more of a. I would use I, the, the, what I've always looked at as, and I get this from, cause you know, of my influence through, through training with power of, of, the leather belt really is the only one that's allowing you to brace properly against it for really heavy loading. Um, yeah. so, so anytime I'm powerlifting, I have a leather belt on anytime I'll wear one. I won't wear one when I snatch, but when I, cl- when I clean I'll have, a, I'll have a leather belt on. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. but, but if I'm doing a heavier Metcon, that I need to get in and out of breathing on, I'll put on a I'll put on a Velcro like nylon one. Right. And, that, and that's like that's like but like knowing where my like a heavy Metcon where you're at a high percentage from a, like when we talk about stimulus, you're hitting high like a high amount of reps or a larger like, volume of reps at a heavy loading repeatedly and it but you have something else you got to get to well i need to decompress i'm not going to be elegant in and out of a leather belt and it's just one of those again one of those tools to utilize to like just make sure again you could i could do it probably without a belt but you know why why not try to stay protected there oh yeah that's a good point absolutely so i think um
0: next on the list so we got those covered i think uh i think this is a very short one but again i kind of mentioned it earlier i think uh we climbed ropes recently uh, if you're someone that ends up with that rash in the front of your leg, definitely remember to throw on some long socks or even like an old crappy smelly knee sleeve that you're not using anymore. And just keep it at your ankle. But I do want to say that I always wear long socks for rope climb, but it's a lot of people think that it's just like kind of what happens. Like it's par for the course for a rope. climb. That is not true there are definitely ways to not tear your shin and it's by staying vertical on the rope and not letting it slide down your leg. So using a J hook and then standing upright and keeping the rope away from you, that comes with experience. So I don't want people to, to think that you need like, to like buy a soccer shin guard just to climb ropes. Like you can yeah. climb ropes without burning your leg for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. This is one I a hundred percent agree with you with. Cause it's like one of those have, have a sock ready. Cause you're not going to know how to get really good at rope climbs for a while. But yeah. once you get good at rope climbs, this isn't a problem anymore. No, like I, really. I, I haven't even thought about this. Like I, when I coach it, I definitely do. But it's like I, ha- I doing rope climbs. Like I haven't had a cut on my shin in six years. Like yeah. And it, so it's just like when you learn how to do it properly, it doesn't happen. Don't st- like so. But definitely have one because it's going to happen for a while until you yeah. get that 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 higher level of strength and technique combined. But it is exactly. one of those, it, it's, it's encountered every time we do rope climbs. You know, that's why, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of people wear long pants and, and, and socks on those days. So it's smart to have it, but yeah. work to not have to need it.
0: Exactly. And I think, too, um, please, uh, to kind of swing us back to shoes, do not wear running shoes on rope climb day. They're going to be destroyed. You're going to ruin mm. very expensive, nice running shoes. That foam is just going to get obliterated on the rope. So please, yeah. if you show up on rope climb day with running shoes, we're probably going to have you scale because I don't want you to ruin your brand new Adidas on a, yeah. on a rope yeah. climb. Yeah. Do yeah. not. There's a reason why CrossFit shoes have like those big, sometimes ugly, chunky sides is because those are meant to protect from the rope. So yeah. uh, be, yeah. be aware of that. That's also another thing we didn't mention about uh, the CrossFit shoe is a lot of them, most of them have um, those kind of like riblets on the side and that's what that's for is for gripping the rope so that's really important all right next we have uh i think honestly probably next to neasley is one of the most common things is wrist wraps i see a lot of them recently uh talk to me a little bit ben, uh, about wrist wraps uh
1: wrist wraps is another one of those i would call a band-aid uh, um, piece of equipment I think that there's times where it serves a purpose. Again, there's there's a reason why these things exist. However, most of the most of the crosswriters I know that use it is because oh my wrist hurt while I'm cleaning, my wrist hurt while I'm snatching or overhead squatting. Well, <clears throat> your wrist hurt because you're you're just tight in certain areas and you're loading up your wrist more than you should. You know, if your wrist hurt while you're cleaning, it means because you're catching the bar on your wrist. You're not catching it on your shoulders. If you're overhead squatting, and your feet or snatching and you feel it in your wrist. It means because you're not stacking your wrist and punching through the ceiling appropriately, or you're too wide in your grip. Um, you're, you're putting too much torque on your wrist. That's where I see wrist wraps coming into play and people putting them on thinking it helps. Well, it's like, well, let's adjust some things technique wise and see that it, it, it helps the problem. And then beyond that, the longer solution is like a lot of times where it's really, really tight in certain areas. So we can't get hundred percent to the correct position. Which then makes it so that our wrists are supporting it. So that's a, a improving mobility, and then over time, we'll yeah. get better. Uh, you, it's is also, that what
0: yeah, is exactly what I was going to say. And I think that other thing too is just um, I think uh, people underestimate um, the the fact that you you go from not doing handstands or not doing a lot of uh, pushups and not doing barbell work. And all of a sudden now you're doing CrossFit and you're doing pushups constantly. Now you're doing hand wall walks and handstand pushups. And then you're doing cleans the next day, your wrists are, you know, being exposed to this, these new flexion and positions and grip strength that they're not used to. It does take time. Like your, your wrists do take time. Obviously there's probably a lot of mobility stuff there too, but, uh, I see a lot of people with like, Oh, it hurts when I do pushups. It's like, well, Make sure your wrists are flexible, make sure like you practice it make sure you rest it you know and I don't think slapping on a a chunky wrist wrap is gonna help and um, if you are gonna wear a wrist wrap more for just like Met conning just to keep things safe if you're feeling like you know, a lot of like handstand walk really hurts. I would definitely go with one of like a, like a cloth one. Don't stay away from the ones with the string and the big chunky ones. It's just like the less, the better. I think that's another theme of this podcast, Mm -hmm. the less, the better. So keep things uh, low profile. That's going to help, uh, on a similar note, uh, in the hand area, I think, um, is tape athletic tape. Um, you should be using hook grip, uh, when you're, when you're lifting. I, as someone that has, I have psoriasis, so my skin's pretty fragile. So I utilize a lot of athletic tape for like taping my thumbs, taping my fingers. Um, I think that's something just always to have in your bag. You never know when you need tape. We got tape at the gym. Um, uh, I think taping your thumbs for me has been a game changer for me because uh, if I do a session with hook grip, my thumbs are going to be destroyed. I'm obviously Mm -hmm. a little bit different. Uh, You might not have the same issues, but uh, I think having some kind of uh, like Johnson & Johnson athletic tape I think just having your bag is just another good investment. You can buy it anywhere, including the gym. No, so. Yeah,
1: I, I would agree with that. I, I mean, I, I don't have psoriasis, but I always tape my thumbs anytime yep. I weight lift because if you hook it properly and you add in a lot of volume, you're going to tear out on your knuckles of your, of your thumbs yep. really easily, especially if you're doing it right. Um, and it, so it's one of those where you use every time I, I weight lift, I throw tape right around the thumbs. Um, yep. i rip my tape right in half. So it's a smaller one that gives it a little more flexibility go around yeah up. it helps uh, it's a silly little thing but um easy little solution
0: yeah it helps grip too like like it, yeah. it, it makes it so your thumbs aren't sweaty it actually helps a ton um another one i actually before i, I almost forgot this one uh, this one's a huge one is uh a gymnastics grips Mm. um do you use do you currently use gymnastics grips uh have you like have you gone in and
1: out of them this one's a deeper conversation i think we need because this is the people get into that like oh i want to get pull-ups like i need to get some grips or like it's like i got my (laughs) first pull-up i need to get some grips and it's like there's a progression to the need of grips uh first off you want to build up my 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 opinion on it is like you don't need fricking grips until you figure out how to really do a high volume, like a high amount of volume in gymnastics. So, yeah. you know, get your hands tough, beat them up, let them rip a few times. Like you need to get your hands fricking, you know, like bare mitts. And then once once you can say, Hey, I can string together, you know, sets of 10, 15, 20 pull-ups fairly easily. Well, you know, or any other style gymnastics. Now it's time to add in some grips, and then when you add those in, you're gonna feel like you have freaking cheat codes. Like all they, of they sudden,
0: are. I don't yeah. know how they're still legal, like <clears throat> in like I, in competition.
1: Yeah. So if you really get solid, uh, I'm just saying this from personal experience. I spent probably the first four or five years of crossfitting not using them, and then before a comp one time, I the week before I put some on, tried them. And all of a sudden I was just busting out massive sets of pull ups and thinking that like something like, I don't know what the heck happened. Like all of a sudden I was just felt like I was floating through the air because you can, you can take your, the grip strength right out of it. Learning how to hook in with them properly allows you just to kind of float there and utilize your larger muscle groups rather than focusing on really holding onto the bar super tight. But if you don't, if you don't understand the, the principles of how to move your body correctly, they don't work right. Um, because you're just people a lot of times just think it's, well, it's just something to hold onto the bar. So like I, you know, it's not rub against the bar. It's, it's a lot more than that. Um, you yeah. know, set, setting into a, a, a gym or a gymnastics grip appropriately, um, allows you to take the tension off your hand, put it into your wrist around the strap. And, you know, you've pretty much had this essentially this like, almost a little, little ball of cloth that, is now looping around like a dowel so you can hang out on that bar. Um, yeah. Is what, what are your thoughts on on grips?
0: I think it's the same. I think it's very similar to the belt where it's like one of those things where when you, when you don't use it and then you throw it on, it's like a cheat code. It's like, wow, holy crap. Like my midline feels so good at the bottom of my squat like when I throw this with this belt on. But if you trained, especially early on, like if you're just starting out, and you're just learning to the squat and you always wear a belt, you're not gonna get the benefit up from it. And you're in my opinion, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not building the mm-hmm. strength. The grips, I'm telling you, when you like you said, when you mm-hmm. use them right and you got a lot, they're they're like night and day. Like they're cheating. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's crazy how unfair they are. However, I noticed that when I was doing CrossFit competitively and doing a ton of gymnastics, when I didn't have my grips, when I forgot them when one of them tore, because they, 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 don't, they, they don't last forever. Uh, and I went to just bare hands. I felt like I couldn't do a pull-up. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, my grip strength was so bad because I wasn't – I was because every time I did anything on the bar, I had the grips on. Because um, at the time, like, why wouldn't I? And, I? and it really opened my eyes to, holy crap. Like, I have a hole in my game, and I need to work on that. So uh, I would recommend going as long as you possibly can without them. They're not – I don't think they necessarily prevent tears as much as people think. You can tear with a with it with the with the the grips on you can tear underneath i've torn plenty of times with them underneath a lot of that has to do with technique and body awareness and also when you're fairly new to pull ups you're probably throwing your body up there as hard as you can as you should be, and your hands are all over the place they're probably like they're probably like rubbing all over that bar because the grips the grips not there essentially your grips not there it's loose so building the grip strength actually will help you tear less because you're, you're you don't have to move as much and, and as you get better at pull-ups you won't have to like put as much effort into every 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 rep so um i think it's something to invest in later on i would go as long as you can without them and again use some athletic tape i i right now i tape my two uh my two fingers so my middle finger my ring ring finger right around the knuckle i tape the i do like a half uh half of my thumb so just the base of my thumb and that gives me just enough like surface area to get my hand just slightly off the bar and that's good enough for me um and then i have i have a pair of grips in my bag for any like you know any day that's like really big sets of toes to bar pull-ups and i'll throw them up
1: Mm -hmm. so is that about where you're at yeah i i always go through i i I, it's certain gymnastics you don't need it for you know anytime on the rings i never wear my grips um yeah uh uh, so you see some people wear them on the rings it doesn't really make as much sense because the wood you can't feel it or you feel it when you can feel it it's easier to move through it um small smaller sets like in workouts that are quicker i don't even bother put them on because the wrist routes just get in the way um But large, large gymnastics sets, I always throw them on. I, I would hate, I'm not going to yeah. say that I, I try to train through like, practicing it without grips now. Um, yeah. But I also make sure look, I'm at grips on. I also have to find. I find myself having to tape my pinkies a lot when I do high volume gymnastics because mm-hmm. I, I overactivate my lat. I like to really kind of go a little wider and, and get the lats involved because that's where a little bit more my strength sits. So it pushes out on my pinkies more. So I'll tear. Yeah. The only place I ever tear on my hands anymore is my pinkies, but my hands haven't torn in forever. But they're little baby mitts now, so <laughs> I'm expecting some big tears here soon.
0: Yeah, it happens, man. Um, I, I think the the one of the last things I want to talk about is uh, this is this is one that is uh, near and dear to some of the, some of our hearts here in the gym is a chalk. Uh, it's mm. not necessarily equipment that you buy, but it's something that you utilize and we can all agree that we all use too much of it, or we, <laughs> at least some of us do. So can you tell me real quick, like when and why for chalk and how much do you actually need? And, and, then you definitely don't need to love Bron James that every time you go over there. No,
1: no, this is, I think this is more near and dear to coach Keena's heart down here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she is the chalkmeister. Um, yeah she uh, i i agree like chalk's one of those things that people overutilize, um and you don't need it as much as you think you do need to keep your hands a little bit dry because you know get a little moisture in there it's harder to grip i get that but you just just enough to powder out that moisture if you go if you put on if you coat on too much and you dry the hand out too much you're going to tear quicker and people don't understand that also my freaking pet peeve about it is if you're going to chalk up between every damn round you're slowing down it's like, yeah. you're, wa- you're wasting time. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. it, I feel like people it, use it as a, as a reason to rest, though. It is yeah, like time like, oh, oh, totally. to chalk
1: up. Yeah, I need to go get stronger. Time to go chalk up. Um, yeah. it's, I, uh, I'm a big advocate. I get my hands chalked up really well before gymnastics workout or you a know, barbell workout and make sure that they're exactly how I want them. And then my goal is not to go back to that chalk bucket unless I start to have sweat dripping down my hand which then becomes, yeah. okay, I got to get this, this sweat off with a shirt or something and then dry off my hand with some little bit of chalk. But it's like don't overload it because then you get this weird paste on the bar and all of a sudden yeah, all, exactly. your hand, every, all the skin on your hand has gone. So don't, you chalk is just another one that is like know how to use it. Just loading up mm-hmm. and, and you know, patty caking it all in the place is not the way to go.
0: Yeah, and if if you've ever been someone that's tried to mop up chalk, it doesn't work. It just turns oh. to liquid. So yes. it's actually one of those things too. Is like when before you chalk your hands, like try to wipe your hand off. Like if you if you try to chalk up a really sweaty, wet hand, you're not going to do anything. So like grab your shirt, wipe your shorts off real quick, just before you put your hand in there, because then you're just going to end up overdoing it, end up with slimy hands, and that's not going to help anybody. So no, yeah. And I think the last thing to kind of wrap up the gear, the kind of fun podcast we're talking about, I think, uh, this is like kind of my personal thing in there. I, I think having a, a personal jump rope for someone that's trying to get double unders is is, is a great tool. Like if you mm-hmm. want to grab, if you're really trying to get double unders, um, having a jump rope you use consistently, I think mm-hmm. is key. Like learning the handle, learning the length, playing with the length because it's your own jump rope. You can mess it up as much as you want, cut it make it shorter and longer you know we have some great jump ropes at the gym but like if you feel like you really want to hone in on um your double unders um i would i would snag your own personal one i think that can make
1: a huge difference for you Mm -hmm. i i agree with that 100 the the only like obviously um you go to a gym you pay for the equipment and to be able to utilize it however jumping rope we do offer ropes but you know if you're in a class and 20 people just went over and grabbed a jump rope. Maybe the jump rope you like best isn't there. It's just, you know, you can't have yeah. 20 all the same length jump rope. Um, and having a jump rope, you know, until you get really, really good at it, even when you do get really, really good at it, but the 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 length and the grip and all that is very unique to the individual of how they like it. Um, and when you find your rhythm with a certain rope, like that, that's your, that's your little battle buddy. You don't, you don't yeah. usually, it's, you know, I've, I've seen a, I've seen athletes have jump ropes break in the middle of the workout and then they get Mm -hmm. a new, they get a new one handed to them and it just throws them off of like, Oh my God. Like they trip up like crazy. They don't know what's going on. Um, you know, some people should have the capacity just to any jump rope they have, but just all that little stuff is so unique to an individual. (laughs) So I, I would recommend everybody gets one. I mean, there you can, you can get really high quality ones, super cheap. They're like 20, 30 bucks on rogue for, for the one that I utilize. Um, so you, so you do you just have a, a, a generic rogue one, like a rogue branded run. Yeah. I just have a, a a generic rogue one and I make sure I get the bearing one instead of the bushing. So the bearing just rotates. Yep. It, so it's, it rotates quicker. It's just the next step yep. up from their basic model. Um, yeah. And it, it has served me well for years. It's just, I just always replace the rope. I keep the same handles replacing a rope is like yeah. two bucks. You know, um, yeah. But it's, it has I like longer handles you know it's and it's just a little a small rope, speed rope um, yeah so yeah I
0: bought an I bought an rpm rope back mm-hmm. in 2016 or 2017 and I have had the same rope since like I, yeah. I bought it they're were, they were a little bit more expensive but I've had that forever yeah, yeah. I think I've only had. I don't even think I've replaced the uh, if you don't use your your rope on gravel you can mm-hmm. probably keep the same rope forever and the handles forever, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I mean, I've had that rope for ages. So, mm-hmm. and that helps because like, you know, I can always pick that thing back up and do double unders cause it's the same rope, same length. I, mm-hmm. I know it like the back of my hand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, um, yeah, you, and you can, you, there's a bunch of models now, but the, the, uh, the RX ones are a little fancier, but those ones come in yep. specific sizes for, for the, the ropes that they give you. What I like about yep. the RPM ones and then the Rogue ones is you can adjust it by the smallest measurement in order to get it exactly how you want it because there actually is, like, as you get better at it, the shorter you can make your rope and still stay consistent with it, the better because then you're quicker on your rope. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, some people don't understand that, and that's again a finer detail that doesn't matter that much. But um, you know, every every second counts.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think for a lot of people, um, it's is our hobby. This is this is this is fun. This is what we this is what we do for fun. So I think it's good. And I think to wrap things up, I I think uh, basically what we want to say is is have fun with this. But honestly, just get yourself a good pair of shoes and start coming to class. Just start mm-hmm. getting after it. Get under the barbell, yeah. use your hook grip, put some tape on your yeah. thumbs, have a good pair of shoes, and just let's go. The, the, don't worry
1: about the other stuff later. I agree. And the other thing I would say is that any equipment you do have, just have it in your bag ready to go. Because we, we were talking yep. about this yesterday. Is like uh, we, had, we had a drop-in that was messaging us because they wanted to know what workout we were doing so they could bring the proper equipment. And I was like, buddy, you're coming to CrossFit. Bring your CrossFit stuff. You know, if you yeah. have a huge, <laughs> If you have so much that you can't bring it all in with you, then you have too yeah. much stuff. That's not my problem. Um, Let's
0: get real. Every crossfitter's <laughs> trunk is full of five different pairs of shoes, drum ropes, yeah. knee sleeves, like.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: I, I think I have. I think I. I think I have. I have two pairs of shoes in my trunk right now. <laughs>
1: right, my old crossfit shoes just turn into my like my lawn mowing shoes. So oh it's yeah. Like oh, I, yeah. I have that iteration of how I phase them out, but.
0: Yeah, for me it's the rope climb shoes. So like you're,
1: the, you're in, shoes. the the neck
0: then the neck so you're like. I have met cons like three, three shoes ago, or my, 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 lawn mowing shoes, my, you know, you know, going around town shoes. And then you have the, the, the one right before is the rope climb shoe. And then you have the, the one you're currently using. So, right. uh, this is kind of the benefit of, uh, doing it for a long time and having a bunch of shoes, but right. anything you want to, anything want to wrap things up with anything you want to say to the people?
1: No, I think this is fun. I think at the end of the day, just remembering, it's like, you know, the, the basic approach is usually the, the the best way to do it don't don't overthink it don't overcomplicate things you don't need anything other than you know to be coming in here having fun having a positive attitude the equipment is is so secondary yeah exactly
0: well as always guys thank you so much for listening if you uh want us to talk about anything specific on this podcast be sure to let us know you can email us you can message us on instagram or facebook or just walk up to someone at the gym and and mention hey i think this would be a cool topic we'd love to hear it we'd love uh more things to talk about so as always thank you so much for listening and we'll see see you at the gym
1: later have a good one guys bye